This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son. The king of all kings. The greatest story ever told. Can we? Can we? Is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Available now from Dynamis Books, Wounded Tiger by T. Martin Bennett, the compelling true redemption story of Mitsuo Fujita, the Japanese pilot who led the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor in World War II. Wounded Tiger is a thoroughly researched account that reads like a novel, an immersive experience with more than 300 photos, including historical archives, maps, personal letters, and official documents. Wounded Tiger by T. Martin Bennett from Dynamis Books, available in stores and online now. Go to WoundedTiger.com now to read the first chapters for free. A young mother labeled impure, a shepherd boy considered unclean. Experience Jesus' birth through their eyes this season with Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. The specially remastered story is only in theaters from December 12th to 17th, including a never-before-seen performance from Andrea and Matteo Bocelli, seven musical performances, and two new monologues. Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, is the perfect way to celebrate the hope and joy of Christmas. Learn more at fathomevents.com. Most anticipated rock holiday tradition returns. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. Coming to a city near you. A legendary blend of rock, classical, and holiday music for the entire family. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. The Ghosts of Christmas Eve. Go to TSOTickets.com for info. This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son, the king of all kings. The greatest story ever told can we, can we is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. A young mother labeled impure. A shepherd boy considered unclean. Experience Jesus' birth through their eyes this season with Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. 
The specially remastered story is only in theaters from December 12th to 17th, including a never-before-seen performance from Andrea and Matteo Bocelli, seven musical performances, and two new monologues. Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, is the perfect way to celebrate the hope and joy of Christmas. Learn more at fathomevents.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. All right, we've got a lot to get to, including the latest uh, from the headlines, which we will uh, tear apart in this way. We will see what is happening. We will figure out uh, why it is so important, and we'll try to apply how it matters to us in our daily lives. That's all straight ahead. Kevin McCullough, we get started right now. Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us as we make our way through some of the biggest stories of the last 24 hours. Uh, I've been asked naturally, uh, you know, my thoughts on the presidential, the fourth and final presidential debate hosted by the GOP, which uh, aired last night. Uh, and uh, I gave some reaction on Salem News Channel and was happy to do so. Uh, I'm, I'm reading through a Fox News piece uh, here on my phone that uh, supposedly says that there were winners and losers in the fourth Republican president presidential debate and pundits named their picks of who won. I'm reading this. This uh, list by Brandon Gillespie. He asked a lot of talk radio people, Dom Giordano out of uh, Philadelphia. He asked Dana Lash, syndicated uh, host. He asked a number of other people, uh, Cassandra McDonald uh, and uh, a number of others. Uh, and they all had their their different uh, takes. I thought maybe one of the most humorous ones was uh, columnist David Marcus, who writes for sometimes Fox News, sometimes uh, the New York Post, that uh, Chris Christie won. <laughs> um. I, I actually, and I've been very hard on former Governor Christie through the prime through the primary campaign cycle thus far because his particip- participation at the debates has boiled down to one simple thing. Uh, he has been belligerent and he's called Donald Trump names. That, that's been about the only thing that Don, that uh, Chris Christie has done consistently each and every debate uh, and, and each and every time out. Uh, last night, though, I did agree with him. Uh, on a very significant point, and it was one that I, I felt was sad that he had to make, but but he had to make it. And that is that this specific group of people, these four uh, people on the stage, Governor Haley, Governor DeSantis, and uh, Mr. Ramaswamy, along with Governor Christie, all believe that they have some sort of merit or relevance to what's going to happen to Republican politics and the Republican future. And and Chris Christie's point was, if you if you actually honestly believe that you're you're kind of a joke. Now he didn't include himself in that roundup of people. He's he kind of put himself off as the the one challenger to Donald Trump that's going to 
you know, t- tell the the people what's what and who's who and where they need to be. But it was pretty obvious that in the process of uh, going along with the uh, debate in kind of its normal format, and you know, all the moderators and the TV network and everybody acted like this was a normal thing. None of these none of these debates have been normal. Not a single one of these debates has actually even mattered because the more debates they have had, the worse the percentage for each one of these candidates has gotten. And some of them have gotten worse as people have dropped out. Governor DeSantis, who started out in the low 20s when the primary debates started, is struggling in single digits in some of the polls now. Uh, Chris Christie believes he's really got a shot to break through. Because in New Hampshire, one poll has him at 14%. Governor Haley thinks, well, South Carolina is where I'll make my my final stand because whoever wins the South Carolina primary is the one that goes on to become the nominee for the Republicans, most times historically speaking. Uh, Every one of these people is somewhat delusional in terms of their idea that they're going to matter when it comes to the end result of the presidential primary. Because none of them will. And that's why I think it's really important to understand that last night's final edition of the GOP debates is a really good thing for the for the race for president for 2024. Because now that we've got this done and December is through, the voters begin to decide in Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina in the next coming weeks. In, in January, it turns over to we the people. And what we the people have to say is very different than what the networks have been showing us. We the people have said that there are issues that they're not covering in these debates that we actually care about far more. Not nearly enough questions about uh, inflation and economic policy and how to how to fix the economy. Not nearly enough questions about uh, foreign policy in terms of the impact of our own drilling and fracking and what we can do to change foreign policy because of our energy policy. Not nearly enough conversation about the uh, sexual and racial agendas that the Biden administration has forced down the necks of our public schools and on our students. Uh, we have largely ignored much of these uh, issues in these debates. And what happens next is way more important than anything that's happened in the debates thus far. What happens next is the people begin to get to, to weigh their voices in on this. And I don't think it's going to be really all that compelling. I think that you're going to have three of the five candidates that are in the race at this point come out of Iowa with what the legacy media will say is a ticket. And by that ticket, they mean a chance to maybe go to New Hampshire and make your case to a few more voters. Uh, If you get a win out of uh, New Hampshire, and by a win, I mean second place, maybe, maybe third place. I I don't know that third place is going to matter. But you'll have places two and three that will uh, that people will prop up and say, see, see, there there is there is discontent within the Republican Party. There is discontent at, at the direction that Donald Trump would take the party, none of which is true. None of it. And that's the great con that continues to be perpetrated by most other networks, not the Salem News Channel. The great con, and there may be individual voices on our network that that, that believe that the great con is, is still in, but the great con is that Trump has changed the Republican Party. 
the uh, the items of importance uh, to what the the party has propped these candidates up to kind of talk about and to say are not the same things that he's focused on. And that's where even last night in the fourth debate, you had uh, Ron DeSantis talking about, I'll I'll build the wall. You have uh, Governor Haley saying, I'll, I'll be tough with China. She can't be very tough with them when she has video of herself out there saying that she now works for them and that South Carolina works for them and that uh, she would make sure that South Carolina would work for the CCP. That's That's kind of absurd on its face. And some of these candidates have a really hard time living in the age of the Internet because Mr. Ramaswamy and Governor Haley specifically, but to a lesser degree, Governor Christie and Governor DeSantis have all said things on the campaign trail that when they are confronted about them in the uh, in the uh, private confines of a debate, uh, they change their mind or they change their position or they change the claim of what they said. Well, now we have actual documentable proof of what you've said prior to going onto the debate stage. And what is kind of incredible about the Trump candidacy at this point is that he doesn't do these uh, soundbite debates where he gets, you know, 15 seconds to make a point before people start talking over him. He's been doing long form speeches and long form interviews with people like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity where he's able to go in depth and say, here's what my policies will actually lead to. He also has one other bit of credibility. He's actually done it before. These four have a long way to go to prove that they're capable of doing any of that. So here's what I think is going to happen. President Trump's going to win Iowa. A couple weeks later, he's going to win New Hampshire. A few weeks after that, he's going to win Nevada. A few weeks after that, he's going to win South Carolina. There won't be any more donors. There won't be any more candidates. It'll just be President Trump versus whatever the Democrats have to offer. That's my thought tonight. Kevin McCullough coming right back. This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son, the king of all kings. The greatest story ever told can we, can we is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. 
My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Is the song with joyful ring of caroling One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere Filling the air Gallery while people sing songs of good cheer Christmas is here Merry, 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 merry Christmas Merry, 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 merry Christmas Breaking news as it happens You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio You can catch me weekdays on AM 570 and AM 970 here in New York City Syndicated in radio nationwide on uh, local affiliates in more than 300 markets. And you can also catch me weekends on the Salem News Channel, 9 p.m. with That Kevin Show here. Uh, 9 p.m. every uh, uh, weekend night right here, Saturday and Sunday nights. Uh, we've got a cool lineup this week, too. We've got uh, Katie McFarlane. Monica Crowley is going to be with us. Uh, in the music spotlight, we've got Ann Wilson, who's just a country megastar in the making. 
Uh, and we've got uh, some people from the the. Do you remember the Band of Brothers? Buck Compton is one of my favorite characters in that series. Uh, Neil McDonough, the actor who played him, is going to be with us with his brand new thriller called The Shift. It's going to be really fun. Hope you'll join me Saturday night, 9 o'clock right here. Uh, I want to continue with a story that's not on the, the main top story of the day because everyone's talked the debate out as far as I can tell. Uh, but one of the things that I've always been concerned about is the the bullying, to be quite frankly, of what teachers unions do to their ranks particularly in areas where teachers disagree with the political agenda of what their union is about. And uh, if you go state to state, there are some states that are a little bit better on this than others, but in many of the biggest states, the unions have an actual chokehold on what teachers can and will do. And so if the union has this viewpoint of something in the culture or something in the news of that particular era, uh, and they want that adopted across the board, they, they will literally bully people into uh, submitting into doing it. I've known, for the record, thousands of teachers over the, my course of time in journalism, and I have nothing but profound appreciation for their commitment to the young people of our country. But I wouldn't trust the teachers' unions further than I could dropkick them, and I can't dropkick very well. But here to discuss is uh, Allison Beatty of the Freedom Foundation, and she is doing a great job in highlighting not only this issue but talking about how it, uh, it relates in some of the most current uh, stories that are being discussed today. Uh, Allison, thank you for joining us tonight on SNC Tonight. Kevin, thank you so much for having me on. Did I say anything inaccurate about teachers' unions in my opening uh, statement there? Not at all. Uh, everything you said is is really what's going on. These teachers unions are doing everything that they can to keep their chokehold on not just the teachers, but also, um, you know, school systems throughout the country. We've seen in Miami-Dade County, um, we, the Freedom Foundation, filed two complaints um, in the past couple of weeks for on behalf of two teachers who have experienced this firsthand. They've experienced the bullying that these unions are doing when these teachers just don't want to join and they don't they don't want to pay union dues. They're not interested in being a part of these unions anymore. And um, the unions themselves have uh, sent gone so far as to send organizers into the schools to walk the hallways during class time to try to catch teachers um, to go to the uh, the teachers' lounges and um, even have administration call teachers to come and meet with them in the teachers' lounge um, in order to try to engage these teachers in signing up for the union, signing up for dues, and really taking part in, in something that they're not, not interested in. Um, we had one teacher who was yelled at by a uh, union organizer while she was trying to use the restroom. Um, so, I mean, these are just two examples of some of the you know, craziness that these unions are trying to do to try to keep their chokehold on these teachers. And a lot of these teachers are fed up. Unions were by and large historically created to uh, give protections in the private sector against corporations that might be inclined towards uh, unfair labor practices. And I'm, and I'm talking about truly unfair labor practices, like sending 12 and 13 year old kids to work for 18 hours a day in coal mines and factories in the uh, 1800s. Um, we really right. haven't seen that type of labor abuse in many, many generations. And I've always had a problem with uh, unions that attach themselves to groups that are publicly oriented in terms of their pay scale, because it's kind of like you've then got the government uh, on one side and serving as referees 
uh, against the other team, and and it doesn't it doesn't seem to work out very well uh, for the people that truly do want independence in terms of their own autonomy and and how they work. Um, how bad is it in the teachers unions sector right now specifically? What are the what are the most egregious abuses that unions are carrying out against them? You know, Kevin, it's it's interesting. You've really uh, nailed down the dirty secret here um, when it comes to public sector labor unions. Um, you know, they're receiving money from uh, from the membership dues, and then they're spending that money to elect public officials into office. And then those public officials are, you know, tend to be more friendly to the union. Um, so we've seen a lot of abuses around the country. Um, a big point that the unions, especially teachers unions, are, are fighting against or fi fighting, yeah, truly fighting against is choice. Um, teachers often, they they want to have a choice in their representation. And these unions, especially teachers unions that have been around, you know, most of them are started in the 70s. This one in particular in Miami-Dade County has been there since the 70s. And um, they really have a monopoly on representation there. So these teachers want a choice. They don't necessarily want to be with the union that has ties to state and national affiliates such as the NEA and the AFT represented by Randy Weingarten. I mean, these these are, you know, pretty intense organizations. And um, a lot of teachers around the country are saying, you know, we want a, another option. We want something that is um, independent, not tied to politics or anything like that. And some teachers, and actually this has been happening in Miami-Dade County, they're setting up alternative independent associations that teachers can join that provide a lot of the same benefits of what a traditional union was supposed to be doing, which is, you know, providing representation when it comes to wages, hours, and benefits, but they're not sending all of their money into these state and national political organizations. Well, and that's and that's the real, as you said, the dirty secret is that um, many of the teachers don't agree with the agendas of what the unions push. And I think that COVID, ex you know, exposed this a lot more for the parents and for the taxpayers than what they had seen before. And then after COVID, when we find out that Randy Weingarten is being called by the CDC to write policy on when schools will open and why they should stay closed longer and so forth, um, it, it's very obvious that the teachers unions, and please note that I'm saying this is the unions, not the teachers themselves. I believe that the right. teachers, the average teacher that gets up and puts in her long day for not quite enough pay is doing an admirable job uh, with the children of America. But these unions are motivated by things other than what's best for the children. And that was very, very obvious in how uh, Randy Weingarten represented them through the COVID era and beyond it. And I think that as the taxpayers become aware of this, they're going to have more to say about this, Allison. I just can't think that parents who are sending kids to public schools are going, oh, yeah, this is all fine. Absolutely. Uh, parents are definitely upset about what's going on and um, what their children are being taught. And like you were saying before, a lot of teachers, they really are just trying to do their jobs. They're trying to teach children the basics, reading, writing, history, math. You know, nothing crazy here, but um, these teachers unions, we've we've just seen an example this week. Um, the Oakland Education Association uh, has been backing a an unauthorized teach-in for its teachers who are um, teaching K through 12 students on pro-Palestinian uh, points of view on this past Wednesday. So, I mean, we're seeing it not just in Florida, but really across the country where um, these teachers unions are, are doing what, you know, whatever they, they want to, uh, to appease their political point of view and their trying to push it down onto the schools themselves. And unfortunately, in some cases, they're successful. 
Freedom, freedomfoundation.com. Go and see it, Allison Beatty. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you so much. Available now from Dynamis Books, Wounded Tiger by T. Martin Bennett, the compelling true redemption story of Mitsuo Fujita, the Japanese pilot who led the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor in World War II. Wounded Tiger is a thoroughly researched account that reads like a novel, an immersive experience with more than 300 photos, including historical archives, maps, personal letters, and official documents. Wounded Tiger by T. Martin Bennett from Dynamis Books, available in stores and online now. Go to WoundedTiger.com now to read the first chapters for free of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time i'm older and i have more energy just like all the commercials that i see on tv so it really is a help uh, to my well-being i'm 80 years old i clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours and then i clean 300 steps and then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80 year old that's a lot to do and I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The most anticipated rock holiday tradition returns. Trans Siberian Orchestra live in concert. 
Coming to a city near you. A legendary blend of rock, classical, and holiday music for the entire family. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. The Ghosts of Christmas Eve. Go to TSOTickets.com for info. This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son. The king of all kings. The greatest story ever told. Can we? Can we? Is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com. Amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, back with you. Glad to have you with us. Uh, and a, uh, we wish you a, a very merry holiday season. Hope that your celebrations are all uh, wonderful. Kelsey Buller rejoins us. A very busy mom of three and a producer uh, behind the scenes for the Independent Women's Forum. Constantly working on new projects. And Kelsey, you're telling me off the air that there are some, uh, there's, there's some, positive news being made in terms of covering some of the issues that you've been uh, advocating for in recent weeks and uh, in in some fairly mainstream outlets. What's going on? Yeah, Kevin. So if you remember just a year ago, we actually talked about it on your show, how a, a supposed LGBT advocate testified under oath before Congress that detransitioners are not a real thing, that this woman who works directly with children who are um, either experiencing gender dysphoria or con simply confused about their identity, um, she claimed that she had never uh, seen a case of a detransitioner or even heard of one. So that was pretty astonishing and reflective of uh, the lack of acknowledge acknowledgement, let alone coverage of detransitioners and their stories in the media. And one year later, just this week, there were three very well done, prominent stories published on detransitioners and the impact that their voices are having on this debate over whether minors should be able to have access to drugs, hormones, and irreversible surgeries. Uh, one of these pieces was published in the Washington Post, which is astounding because um, it profiles uh, Prisha Mosley, who you and I have talked to talked about on this show, Independent Women's Forum, was the first to bring her story to the public. And from there has really been working hard to give her a platform to share her story hmm. because her story is so effective at educating both parents and children about the potential harms of 
so-called gender affirming care. So it is so encouraging to finally see the media give detransitioners the space and the, the platforms they deserve to share their stories. And it is doing such a service to other children and parents to hear different perspectives because you and I both know for so long all we heard in the media are voices of those who identify as transgender. And today, many of those same voices, those individuals who identified as transgender, no longer identify as transgender. They would identify as a detransitioner because they have realized uh, you can't actually uh, become the opposite sex and that going down that route of pursuing drugs and surgeries to do that actually can result in a lot of physical and mental damage. Well, this is something that you've been preaching about uh, for the last couple of years on this show. And I, I am so encouraged at that report and so disappointed that we got so little discussion of this in the uh, GOP debate season. They just finished up their fourth debate last night. And I think the sum total of minutes that they gave to it over the course of four debates was probably under 10 minutes total when so many mothers and so many parents are going to be voting on this issue when it comes to the 2024 election. Right. And I want to be clear, it's it's not a small issue that only impacts parents and children who are having um, direct impacts with this in terms of like a child identifying as transgender and asking to pursue the medical um, drugs and surgeries and so forth. We know that it's, it's really impossible to escape gender ideology because the ideology has infiltrated our, not just our doctor's offices, but our schools, our local communities, our um, culture, our, our TV, children's TV programming. And so this is an issue that matters to parents, and rightly so. It is unfortunate that it did not get the prominence it deserved because it absolutely um, is impacting parents' everyday lives and yeah. is putting children at risk. Well, every child in a public school has been made more vulnerable because of the policies, not of Congress, not of congressional representatives or senators, but because of the presidential use of executive power to push this into the public schools and then to threaten public education money, things like breakfast for poor kids, if they didn't play along. Kelsey Bowler of the Independent Women's Forum, thank you for your time uh, today. We appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Stay here. A young mother labeled impure, a shepherd boy considered unclean. Experience Jesus' birth through their eyes this season with Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. The specially remastered story is only in theaters from December 12th to 17th, including a never-before-seen performance from Andrea and Matteo Bocelli, seven musical performances, and two new monologues. Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, is the perfect way to celebrate the hope and joy of Christmas. Learn more at fathomevents.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves 
uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, And she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, As she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, She would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. A young mother labeled impure, a shepherd boy considered unclean, Experience Jesus' birth through their eyes this season with Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night. The specially remastered story is only in theaters from December 12th to 17th, including a never-before-seen performance from Andrea and Matteo Bocelli, seven musical performances, and two new monologues. Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, is the perfect way to celebrate the hope and joy of Christmas. Learn more at fathomevents.com. Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. Welcome back, Kevin McCullough, Kevin McCullough Radio. Glad to have you with us. And I'm always thankful for once a week to get to talk to Shelly Goldberg because um, as much as we can talk about 
what the top headlines are of the stories of the, of the day. Uh, doing some of the practical things we do on this show, I think, are equally helpful, whether it's money or uh, helping you become a better parent uh, or any any number of things, your wellness, etc. And Shelly Goldberg uh, rejoins us, former parenting reporter for New York One, and she has been helping my listeners for a number of years now become better at just one like little parenting aspect per week. Shelly, good to have you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Kevin. So last week we were talking about decluttering. Yes. And uh, it's it's very time uh, appropriate with the holidays. Uh, we know we're going to be giving gifts, getting gifts. Where are we going to put all of this stuff? Uh, all this wonderful, terrific, beautiful, beautiful stuff. So uh, when we talked about it last week, I just wanted to recap because today I want to talk about specifically how you begin this very important life skill decluttering with your kids but some of the bullet points from last week are the following number one clutter physical clutter absolutely equals emotional clutter so you don't want to do that to yourself and you certainly don't want to do that to your children there are tremendous advantages when you declutter you feel better you sleep better you have more space and that's one of the things that you want to share with your kids is, is, is the advantages and certainly you end up having more gratitude or you should have more gratitude for the items that you decide to keep um, because they have more significance they have more meaning and decluttering is an ongoing process kevin it never never is finished i'm sure you know this firsthand i know in my life it's something that we do continually and we want to teach this to our children so what are we teaching kids and how do we get them to begin to do this. Number one, they're going to ask themselves, we want them to ask themselves the, th the same things we ask ourselves. We, we ask each other, which is, do I love it? Do I need it? Why am I keeping this thing? Hmm. So those are the questions we ask ourselves and we want our kids to ask themselves as well. Two, you have got to be a great role model. If your kids see that you can declutter on a regular basis, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier for them to get with the program, if you will. All right. Number one, make it fun, Kevin. Maybe you want music playing in the background. Maybe you want to sit down with some cookies on a plate, but do what you can to make it a fun activity. Two, you want to have a clear goal when you declutter with your kids. That means think about it. Is it going to be the closets first? You don't want to attempt to declutter their whole room with them. So make it specific and really think about what's the goal, right? Uh, make it manageable because otherwise, you know, this is, um, you know, this is, a, this is going to be difficult and it really should be something that becomes effortless after a while. Three, avoid distractions. That means this is not a time to be on your phone. This is not a time to have conversations with your husband or wife coming in and out of the room. So try and really, you know, bring the distractions, you know, down to ground zero if you can. Set a time limit on the decluttering that you're going to be doing with your kids. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 15 minutes. And you should also have, if you possibly can, a specific day. Maybe it's every Sunday morning or Saturday morning. But if the kids know to look forward that this is when mom and dad were going to sit and do this, it also becomes more workable. Number five, involve your kids in the process of finding a new home for their stuff. In other words, maybe with a child who's 
eight and older with certain kids, maybe even a little younger, you want to ask them, gee, should we give this to the children's shelter, the children's hospital, the preschool down the block, uh, the police athletic league, but involve your kids in what they think might be a great place for them to have a home for, for toys that, that need to be kind of recycled. Six, create toy boundaries. That means that it's going to be, if it's four bins, let's say you, you decide it's going to be four bins for Legos. Um, that means once those bins fill up, you have to say to your kids, look, you can put in as many Legos as you want in the bins, but once you filled up the four bins, uh, they have to, you have to start giving away, or we as a family have to start giving away some of the Legos. You can't keep any more than four bins worth of, of Legos. Seven, have an incentive for decluttering. An incentive might be when we're finished today, Johnny, we're all going to go bowling. Or the incentive might be, let's see if we can sell these toys at a yard sale, and then we'll have the, the funds to buy the new bike that you wanted. So see if you can come up with an incentive. Eight, shop together with your kids for the bins, the beautiful decorative boxes that you're going to put things in because that adds to the fun um, of the whole experience. And by the way, you want to have great respect for anything that your child considers sentimental. I just want to add that if your child wants to keep three rocks that they found at the beach, because it has great meaning for them because they, they found it with their daddy, you know, walking on the beach on a Sunday afternoon. Make sure that you have a, a special jar, box placement for things that have sentimental value. Those things you do not want to give away or throw away under any circumstances. And the last is try and stop the flow of all the toys. What do I mean? Ask the relatives can you give my kids experiences instead of a million toys? <laughs> Maybe it's um, a pickleball lesson or a music lesson. And then what you can do as a, as a parent is take pictures of your kids engaging in those activities and send it to the relative who sent the gift. But maybe a way to keep from getting all those toys into your child's room is to actually encourage relatives to give other things. And the last thing is sometimes with older kids, you can actually have them count. You can say, Jonathan, I know you you, you don't, you think you, you don't have enough books or you don't have enough board games and you're reluctant to give any of them away, but I'd like you to just sit and count them. Shelly, you, you're so generous with your uh, information and knowledge. Thank you for helping us again today. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here. This November, Harry, God has chosen you to have a son, the king of all kings. The greatest story ever told Can we is now an epic Christmas musical for the whole family. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere November 10. Soundtrack also available. Get tickets now at journeytobethlehem.com.
Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com The most anticipated rock holiday tradition returns. Trans-Siberian Orchestra live in concert. Coming to a city near you. A legendary blend of rock, classical and holiday music for the entire family. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert, The Ghosts of Christmas Eve. Go to TSOTickets.com for info. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be What you need to know when you need it. Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, back with you for a final few minutes tonight. Um, and I, I want to kind of turn this discussion to the uh, legal arena where uh, we have visited before. Uh, and that is the, the the Trump civil trial here in New York. He was in New York uh, here earlier today. And uh, he was speaking to the press um, in, in less bombastic ways than he has in the past. But he said that uh, this thing that he's going through with Letitia James and Judge Ergonon uh, is, is really a sham. And one of the reasons he's more inclined to say that is because of one of the expert witnesses that uh, came before the court this week, New York University accounting professor Eli Bartov who reviewed all of the Trump financial statements at issue in the case. And, and this is what he said. This is doesn't get much more clear than this. Bardoff testified that Trump's financials didn't violate accounting principles 
and he suggested that nothing problematic appeared in in the findings in the in the financial records themselves he says my main finding is that there is no evidence whatsoever of any accounting fraud now he's an accounting expert from new york university and this is and this is his statement he testified this that trump's financial statements he said were not materially misstated he said if you have an occasional bump up in in value from one year to the next in terms of your uh, personal wealth that's normal sometimes if you've gained properties or sold properties or what have you there there may be a, an instance in, in which your wealth does go up year over year though so he said there's nothing unusual about this at all to which the former president said to those that were watching um he says, I've never met Mr. Bartoff, but he's an expert witness. He found no fraud whatsoever. He found no accounting fraud. And like everyone else, he said, what are we doing here? Why are we here? The president went on to say that this is a political witch hunt. It mean, it's meant to influence an election. This also comes from the White House. This is not just a state matter because the White House is controlling district attorneys. And he went back and connected those dots. He was also celebratory because today the former president also learned that an appellate court has now upheld the lower court's finding in new york where uh, the judge in the civil trial is trying to dissolve all of the the trump net worth and the properties he's trying to dissolve all of them uh the lower new york court said that's not going to be allowed until this until this finding is is conclusive meaning that the trial has to finish first and then beyond that the appellate court said that absolutely not. There is no dissolving of assets uh, until the case is uh, completed. And at that point in time, then they would discuss what the timeline would be if that finding still holds. I've told you this on more than one occasion. I don't think that on appeal, any of these cases against the former president stands up to scrutiny. And so from that perspective, I think that the president does have a lot to crow about. And he was in New York today. Always good to have him in the city. I hope he has enjoyed his time. I'm Kevin McCullough. Have a good night.